welcome to episode 74 of Manage the Wild. I'm Nick Madsen. There's an image that still sticks with me that happened when I was young. I was about 12 or 13. My family had gone elk hunting with a group of people. And as oftentimes, uh, I, I was young and so I was asked to push areas or brush areas to get the elk moving. As uh, hunters would line up across on different ridges, it would give us uh, the opportunity to push these animals towards them so they could, in an ambush style, uh, be able to try and harvest an elk. As we were dropped off in these locations, uh, the elk had spent quite a bit of time there. We had a pretty good understanding of the area and where the elk would move and what they would do based upon past experiences. So I was dropped off on this area and then basically all I had to do was walk straight and it wasn't very challenging. It was amazing. It would, we would go between stands of aspens and stands of pines with a little bit of scrub oak in between. You would walk as quietly as possible and you could just hear all the sounds and everything going on. Most of the time you were hearing your own breathing. But you were listening to see if you could hear elk or deer or moose or whatever passing about. I always had these images of, uh, of being attacked by a cougar as every young child does. But it was awesome as we would walk through uh, these patch of stands quietly pushing these elk. You don't want to push them too fast. If you went too fast, hunters may not be set up or the elk may be running too hard. They wouldn't get a shot. This one particular time as we pushed this group of trees, the hunters were all set up. I came to the very edge of where our push was and what it actually was is it dropped down into a small river and then on the other side was a steep embankment and they would climb up and uh, they would go into another group of aspens and pines but it was oh almost quarter mile away so they had a pretty good open area for the hunters but as i came to the edge i heard the breaking of the branches that you hear that just elicits these dreams and these motions and i stop and i listen and you can hear just all these sticks breaking and logs breaking and just so much noise and I knew that we were pushing a whole herd of elk. When I came out into the open a bull had dropped down and crossed the creek and was headed up the other side. As it got into the next stands of aspens its antlers were so large that it had to sway its head back and forth from side to side to keep from catching on all the sticks in the trees and just snagging itself and it was just the most amazing sight to me that something so large so beautiful so magnificent could run so dang fast straight up the hill with such large antlers it looked like a tree on top of its head as it waved its head from side to side and it's just memories like that that have just kind of sparked who I am and the reason why I've stayed in wildlife and it's not like elk are amazing or anything you have a creature that stands roughly 59 inches at the shoulders. One of the largest elk ever measured uh, stood at 64 inches. And they're only about 100, at max, they're 100 inches from the tip of their tail to the tip of their nose. Their tails are only 4 inches long. And they don't even weigh that much. One of the largest uh, elk ever measured weighed around 1,100 pounds. 
but the average, uh, some of their averages that they're getting out of out of Jackson Hole are not even that much. A mature male, uh, the average weight is around 600, 650 pounds. Mature females are around 500 pounds. Yearling males, 390, so close to 400. And yearling female, again, close to 400. Calves are about 250 pounds. And so you've got an animal that there's nothing really remarkable, but something that's also remarkable about it. Just being able to be out there the smell of a mature bull is almost overwhelming, and it's not a very great smell, but when you're in the middle of a pine stand and you can hear it bugling, it brings chills to your neck. You smell that most intense aroma, and all of a sudden you get excited because you know that you're close. And to watch that bull climb up that hillside on a dead sprint, waving its head back and forth, is something that I apparently I've never forgotten, and I don't know if I ever will. But it's encounters like these, and it's things like these that get us out in the outdoors working with animals. I had a moment where I've never been a birder. I've always hunted ducks and geese and, and morning doves and grouse and pheasants and all those things, but I've never been a truly birder type individual but there is one moment that I will never forget a kestrel had been caught in a fireplace and one of my jobs as a wildlife technician was to go in and remove these from fireplaces and I remember picking this kestrel up and putting it in the crate we had a little dog carrier and it just sat there on my seat and I took it to an area so we could release it um, it, after inspection, there was nothing wrong with it. And I pulled it out of the crate and I just looked at it. And for a brief moment, I connected with that bird. I don't know what that means, I don't, but it made an impression that now the favorite, my favorite bird, uh, is no longer ducks and geese and swans. It, it is in a, a kestrel, just the look that it had about it, everything about it, just at that moment, I connected. Another funny moment I like to think about was the time I came across uh, a den or a burrow of short-eared owls, and they had just, they hadn't been very old. They, they've only been out of the nest, or out of their eggs for, I don't know, maybe a week, maybe maybe a little bit more. But I was doing raptor surveys when I came across them, and... Uh, Every, we would drive a half a mile on this road and we would get out and we would look around in all directions, observe for a period of time. I don't remember whether it was a minute, two minutes. And then we would get in the truck, drive another half a mile, whatever the protocol was. But I got out of the truck and there was this adult short-eared owl above me that would fly at me, fly straight up, start clapping, and then fly down. And I couldn't figure out why. And so I proceeded to do my survey. And I turned around while I was performing the survey. And right in front of me were these chicks that had just popped out of this little hole. And they were staring at me. And they were just the funniest little things, the way they bounced around. It looked like, uh, I don't know, an egg. They were all white. They looked like an egg with stilts. The, just the way they bopped around and walked around. It was It was just funny. There was another area not too far from that where I came across uh, um, burrowing owls as well. And they're just the funniest things to watch. There are moments in wildlife that still reflect with me this day.
the one of the funniest things I can ever see in the wild is just watching a turkey run. It just makes me laugh. We were trapping turkeys, and uh, the local news station wanted to go with us. And I had a real moment of honesty where I probably shouldn't have. And it may come off as unprofessional. But um, the lady asked me, why do I like working with turkeys? And I just told her, and uh, she broadcast on the news, and I looked real stupid, but I said, the thing I love about turkeys is they make me laugh just the way they run. They look so stupid. <laughs> and it, just, it didn't come off very professional, obviously, and a lot of people that I worked with made fun of me. But I think it's moments like these that we work with wildlife. Uh and it's the moments like these that shape who we are as individuals. So I am grateful for these opportunities that I've had to be out in the wild and continue to do so. All right, you guys, stay wild. Go out and volunteer. Be involved. Take care.